you know, you have like this fear, right? Before you try to tackle your limiting belief, there's this Mm -hmm. thing that tries to hold you back. And it's like, no, that's not safe. No, don't do it. The outcome is not going to be great. Just don't just stay where you are, remain comfortable, pretend like everything is okay. And so I kind of cut through that by just taking action, even with the fear and even with all of those narratives going on in my mind. Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you will see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and it's a pleasure, as always, to have you here listening. It has been a grand day. Actually, this morning started out a little rough. You know, one of those mornings, it's a, it's a Thursday, mind you, as I'm recording this, so my last day off of the week, and then I go into like a full work week since I work over the weekends, and I woke up in just a weird off mood. And I really took time for myself this morning. I didn't do a workout, like I just kind of eased into the day, but it just felt like a lot of little things were like annoying me or getting in my way. And I was like, this sucks. Like I want to enjoy my day off. Why is this happening? And then I was getting all up in my feels. And so then my friend and I decided to go and just lay out in the sun. Like we went to this local like natural pool called Deep Eddy and We just laid on this grassy hill in the sun and chatted for like an hour and a half. And that just flipped my entire mood around because I just, I don't know, I think I was like subconsciously tired, whether physically, mentally, emotionally, or all three. And just something about laying in the sun is so healing and talking with friends is so healing. And then from there, it just, I don't know, the day turned out grand and here I am. I will say though, I'm starting to feel the heat. You know, when you lay in the sun for a bit too long, then you go home and gradually like you start to turn red and more red, and then you can feel the heat like under your skin. Like it feels like I am hot right now. Like my skin is hot to the touch, which makes sense, but still, that's a little uncomfortable, but nothing a cold shower can't fix, which I know might sound horrible to some of you, but I actually adore them. Okay, maybe adore is not the right word, but I really, I enjoy the sensation of a cold shower. That's, that's how I'll go for it. But all that, all that aside, it's been good here and I hope it's been good or who knows what, wherever you are. I know tomorrow, I'm recording this on July 22nd and tomorrow is supposed to be a full moon, I think. So that could account for some of this like weird energy I've been feeling and my restlessness at nights. Whether you believe and follow in all that, IDK, IDK, I don't know, but for me, there's too much synchronicities between how I, how my body responds and how I feel when the moon is in certain phases. And the thing is, I never know what's happening. Like I literally just found out an hour ago that tomorrow's a full moon. And yet I've been having all these same experiences and feelings and reactions that I always do in the week leading up to a full moon. So I just, I accept it at this point. But all that being said, today's episode is a great one. I'm so excited to share it, and I've been just waiting to record this intro and get it out in the world for y'all to listen. But the basis of this episode is 
What does it mean to be imperfectly phenomenal? Today's guest, Lauren of the Imperfectly Phenomenal Woman podcast, is such a light, such just one of those humans that you could just talk with for hours. You just want to be in her presence, like, oh, absolutely adore her and the work she is doing. And I love this this concept that she shares through her podcast and that she's come up with of the imperfectly phenomenal existence that we all live. And she really shares with us what it means to be imperfectly human and yet phenomenal at the same time, right? Like there's no such thing as quote unquote perfect. And at the end of the day, the best we can do is try, but that doesn't mean we're not fucking phenomenal. Like these conversations that she has on her podcast and the one that we had in this episode, like they're all meant to shift that narrative and reframe the limiting beliefs that can really hold us back and keep us from living up to that full potential, that full phenomenal Italy. <laughs> I'm trying to make up a word there. That's not going to work. Um, that we truly can. And it's tackling topics and struggles that keep us from just living life to the fullest, no matter how cliche and cheesy that is. And she says this actually with her podcast bio, and I absolutely loved it in quotes, as she says, it's okay to be imperfect and phenomenal at the same damn time. And isn't that the truth? I think so often we feel the pressure of, right? It's either like one or the other. It's either like we have everything together. We feel like we're on top of the world. We feel like we're fucking phenomenal. Or it's like, what the hell is happening? I don't have my shit together. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have this. I don't do this. And you just feel like complete slumps and you feel like the most imperfect, I don't know, mess that could exist. <laughs> like speaking from personal experience. And to have this concept of we are fundamentally imperfectly phenomenal. We have all the greatness and all the highs alongside all the struggles and the lows. Like they can coexist. I think that's what like fully living is, right? Like it's, it's being present with everything that's happening. It's not running from one end to the other or running from one end or the other. It's just living in like a sort of semi-balance between the two. And I think that's that expression of imperfectly phenomenal. Like that's what it means to me at least. So I'm just really excited for y'all to listen to this. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Like, does this resonate with you? I know for me, I got a tattoo. I'm sure you saw it on Instagram, maybe, but it says beautiful chaos. And that to me feels very similar to this idea of imperfectly phenomenal because it's just this, this contrast, right? Like typically it's like, oh, that's such a contrast, but yet they, they coexist, right? Like you can have chaos and it can be beautiful and you can have imperfections and they can still be phenomenal. And so that's why I think this phrase really just sticks with me and resonates with me. So let me know your thoughts. I'd be curious to hear what you take away from this episode or how it relates to your own life. You all know I love connecting on Instagram and I'm sure Lauren does as well. So just really give us, give us your thoughts, give us your honest feedback on this. And as always, I'm just here to talk about anything and everything with y'all. So find us on the gram. I'm on there at Emily Feichels and at Let's Thrive Podcast linked below. You can connect with Lauren on Instagram at IP Woman Podcast as well as her actual podcast, which I'll have all of that linked below as well. Highly suggest giving her show a listen. It is in my top five listens and I'm not just bullshitting. I don't bullshit. <laughs> like it truly is. So highly, highly recommend that. And without further ado, let's begin. 
I'm curious, you know, with the title and everything of your podcast being imperfectly phenomenal as part of it, what does that mean to you? Like, where did that, those words come from? And, you know, what does it mean to you to apply that to your podcast? Yeah. So I actually started the podcast. It came as a result of two things. One was a breakup. And so I was crying to my friend and like tears running down my face in the middle of this restaurant. And she's like, Lauren, you are an imperfectly phenomenal woman, blah, 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 blah. And then I just like immediately stopped crying. and was like, that's my podcast. Oh, yeah. And before <laughs> that day, I like had literally never thought about having my own podcast, period. Um, I had helped her create a podcast for herself because she's like, <clears throat> she's like loud and you know, a big personality. And so in my mind, I saw her as, you know, the voice of something that could be great. But I never thought about it for myself that I could be a voice of something that could be great. Mm -hmm. So as soon as she said those words to me, I was like, that's my podcast and just kind of started running with it from there. But it was also coupled with me moving to New York. And in New York, it seemed like to me, everybody was an individual. And coming from Virginia, it seemed like everyone was kind of similar. <laughs> and so once I got up there, I was like, okay, if everyone here is an individual, what does that mean for me and my identity? Like, who am I? So I started going on this journey of trying to figure out who I actually am and realized I was trying to live up to all of these unrealistic expectations from society um, all of my limiting beliefs were holding me back from actually allowing my fullest self to be present and trying to live up to this idea of perfection also held me back. And so when my friend called me an imperfectly phenomenal woman, I was like, whoa, I can like be amazing, but simultaneously be working on it. Because usually when we think about people who are, you know, amazing doing cool things all of that you don't think about the fact that they have struggles too mm -hmm. but we're human and so to me imperfectly phenomenal woman is like a reminder that you're human you are absolutely amazing but you still got some shit to work on too you know oh yes yes <laughs> oh yes I I just have like semi chills because it's such a it's like well a there's such truth there right in what you're saying at the end here about you can be all of these things and mm -hmm. still have yes. these struggles. Um, but then also just with that idea of, you know, I came from Pennsylvania mm -hmm. and similar to Virginia, it felt like a big cluster, you know, like there yeah. was nothing individualistic really to anybody or anything there. Right. We're like Austin, you know, kind of similar to New York in that sense. Mm -hmm. Suddenly I'm like, what? Like my eyes are wide open all the time. I'm like, wow, I'm always seeing, experiencing something new or just individual yes. or whatever it is. And similar to you, I just felt like when I moved here, I went through this like almost metamorphosis of like actually figuring out who I was. Like, yeah, for once, like you're put out there and you just have to figure out like, who am I or who do I want to be truly? And mm -hmm. I love that journey. I love the fact that your friend, you know, she was just there for you. She knew the words you needed to hear and boom, like the podcast yes. was born and now you get to help so many others going through similar experiences. Yeah. Those words were like channeled from God through her. Right. Uh, like literally all I needed were those three very specific words, imperfectly phenomenal woman. And that just like changed my whole life. Literally those three words. It's crazy. 
It truly is. And I guess, do you have any other experiences where it's just been like, you know, whether it's like words from God, stroke of luck, intuition, like whatever you want to call it, like, has that been a present variable in your life and journey, whether that's always or more recently? Cause I know it's been huge in mine. So I'm just throwing it out there, but no, it's, it's, it's weird, honestly, like (laughs) it is actually very strange. I think that it started, I had a boyfriend, boy, men have been a thing in my life, but (laughs) six years ago, almost, I had a boyfriend who passed away. And I feel like when that happened, it kind of like, I don't know, a lot was kind of triggered in my life. And I would have like dreams that would actually happen. Like it it was just really crazy. I feel like I would hear things. I know this sounds nuts, but like I would hear almost messages, even with him passing um, before he passed. I kept hearing my grandma wake me up in the morning and she would be like, Lauren, my grandma's alive, but I would just hear her. And it would just be like this thing that casually woke me up every morning. It was beautiful. And then I would hear it another, another morning. And she's like, Lauren, she says my name, like Lauren, my name is Lauren. (laughs) Um, And then I would just like casually wake up. And so I told my aunt, I was like, Hey, I hear grandma, like always waking me up in the mornings. We don't live together or anything. She's just always the thing that wakes me up. And then my aunt was like, that sounds like Samuel. You should go read the Bible and see like the story of it. And it aligns so well. And it says, you're supposed to say, speak, Lord, for I am listening. So I said that the next time I heard Lauren, and then I heard the word sorrow. And then once I heard that word, my ex passed away. And so like, that's a heavy one, but there have been other moments that are very similar to that. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, this is a little crazy (laughs) that this is happening, but it all aligns so well and it all like my life is amazing Mm -hmm. and I'm so like thankful for everything that I've experienced and all of these ways in which I've been led and all of these random moments that have just happened it's crazy so yeah it's definitely a thing in my life I feel that I similarly actually it was after I lost my mom like as a child Mm -hmm. and then I lost my aunt that was like a second mother to me and like the amount of like like me it wasn't so much for me like seeing hearing but like yeah the amount of things that I just knew like not a gut feeling I'm talking like full body like I would know for certainty that this was about to happen and then it would happen it would be people that I hadn't seen in forever and suddenly like they're calling me and they're like oh my god like we just broke up and I'm like like just the most crazy things and saying yeah. things that's like, I haven't even shared with a lot of people. Cause it wouldn't make sense unless you had that feeling you heard, yes. you saw whatever it was, but like, it's the moments like those. And the more I lean into them, the more I recognize them, the more often they come. And like, it's just, cr- and I was telling this to a friend the other day, I was like, it's hard for someone from the external to understand how guided my life has been by some sort of support whatever I feel you and like a lot of it of course is it's our own choice it's our own like we are an active participant but like for sure there's so much guidance if you just listen if you feel into it and like oh my gosh so I love connecting when whenever someone like Mm -hmm. something that kind of sounds like that I'm like let's let's discuss let's chat because I feel it too but but yeah No, I love that you even asked that because I agree. I don't feel like there's many people who 
you know, have experienced that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I appreciate that. Yes. Well, I love it. Yeah. I, I, thank you for sharing. I mean, it's like, you, like you said, you know, that was like a deep, sorrowful one, but like, it's just Mm -hmm. a example of like how like strong these things can be. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. And I think it's neat as well. It just gives people something to think about. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so going back to the podcast, you were saying, you know, you discuss the limiting beliefs and sort of like how to shift the narrative, almost flip the script per se. So where do you personally think like limiting beliefs come from, you know, whether yeah. this is just personal experience, things you've read, discussed with others, whatever it is, like what's causing these limiting beliefs to really like develop and settle in to our psyche, really? Settle in is like such a great term for it because it really does. It like sets up shop. Mm-hmm. you know, builds its own house, <laughs> just lives there, starts a garden. It like does all of that. So I love the word settle in. Um, when I first started doing episodes with women, initially I thought it was like unrealistic expectations, you know, was the main thing. And so I thought, okay, it's society's fault. Society did it all. They're rude. They have these stupid ideals that we're supposed to live up to that, you know, end up internalized and whatnot. And the more I kept interviewing more people, I was like, oh, it's our parents. It's society and it's our parents. It's their fault. It's not just society. Parents are doing the most. They're, you know, programming these children, like blah, blah, blah. And then I interviewed more women and I was like, oh, shit, it's ourselves, too. (laughs) We are the worst. And so I think it's really those three areas um, where most of the women that I've interviewed have fallen into. It's a combination of social norms and you know expectations mixed with the way that we've been raised um, by our parents and the ideals that they've taught us and what they'll put up in their house with and what they won't put up with in their house and then it's also just the way that we've observed the world and the things that we've internalized and started Mm -hmm. to see as truth even though it's not always truth but I would say it's mainly those three areas for sure. I love that. I think, as you said, right, the default is to automatically accuse and, I mean, right, society, external factors definitely play a part. They play a major part. And the same goes for diet culture, like all of these different toxic natures, but there is also so much that can't, that does come from within, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just that that's like the full 360 view of anything in life. There's external and internal. And so I love that perspective on it. And I think that can also be beneficial, right? Because that helps us to just really identify like the limiting beliefs. And there might be somewhere it's like, we think it's one, but it's like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like my parents never did that or society, like never really saw that. But as you said, like maybe it's something we were observing without even realizing it. It was just something that was conscious, like constantly in our peripheral vision per se. And we just sort of like, you know, over time soaked it in and took it in. But I'm curious to hear like what have been some of your limiting beliefs if you don't mind sharing um you know whether that's in recent years more recently however it be I always just like to discuss these a bit just to show people like you know I think sometimes you don't even realize that sure. this is a limiting belief until we hear someone say it and we're mm-hmm. like oh that's me too <laughs> yeah um I was actually on another podcast called clever girls no it's like through clever girl finance okay. and So I talked about my financial limiting beliefs. So those ones are actually the most at the forefront for me right now in my mind. So for example, limiting beliefs I have around my finances are, I don't think I'll ever pay off my student loans, Mm. um, which sucks. It's a very heavy feeling. 
I feel like money isn't real. Biden's out here talking about a trillion dollar plan. I'm like, that does not exist. There's no <laughs> such thing as a trillion dollars, you know? Right. Um, that I can't monetize my podcast is another one. So I have a lot right now that I'm focusing on that are um, attached to finances. But outside of that, I would say ones that I've had previously, and we're talking about podcasting a lot. One was that no one would listen to me mm. and that my voice, like I wouldn't be a good podcast host. That was a big one for me. And it was because I was comparing myself to my other friend who I had helped her launch her podcast. Like I said, she's a big personality. And in my mind, I thought, oh, like I'm nothing like her. It won't work. I can't carry on a conversation past five minutes. You know, it's a lot of narratives that we have in our mind mm -hmm. that hold us back. And I like to shift the narrative by just proving it to myself that I can actually do these things. And that's like helped me along the way. I love that. If you don't mind, like, let's chat on that a bit because, right, in this instance, we're comparing it to podcast and hosting, which mm -hmm. I felt immensely and I, I still feel that at times but I think this is also relate to a few other limiting beliefs such as just as as though nobody's listening right and yeah maybe this is in workplace maybe it's when we're trying to set boundaries uh, maybe it's when you know we are trying to really just like make our space in the world like there's so much that I think so many limiting beliefs around our voice right and not just Absolutely. physical voice, but like that voice of who we are and what we want to share and what we want to put out into the world. And so um, I guess I'm just curious, like you said, you sort of show yourself you can do it mm -hmm. and that, you know, kind of like leads almost like by example, like, do you have any examples of how you did that? Or were there like even moments or instances where you just remember thinking like differently about that limiting belief? Yeah. For starting my own pod. Um, you know, you have like this fear, right? Before you try to tackle your limiting belief, there's this mm -hmm. thing that tries to hold you back. And it's like, no, that's not safe. No, don't do it. The outcome is not going to be great. Just don't just stay where you are, remain comfortable, pretend like everything is okay. And so I kind of cut through that by just taking action, even with the fear and even with all of those narratives going on in my mind. And so I recorded test episodes, for example, as a way to prove it to myself that I can carry on a conversation past five minutes. I can enjoy having these conversations. People can feel fulfilled when, you know, we get to the end of a conversation. And so to prove it to myself, I just started to do those test episodes. And literally after the first one, I was like, oh, I can do it. This is great. And so with the finances too, like I mentioned, um, I'm terrified that I won't be able to pay off my student debt, but I can do it. This is the imperfectly phenomenal part. I'm phenomenal. I'm amazing. Mm -hmm. Like it is possible. So now I just have to prove it to myself. I've written down my plan. I took immediate action by putting a couple thousand towards one of the loans that I've been ignoring for about a year now. <laughs> and I'm just starting that process of proving it to myself. Just take the small action even through the fear and it'll kind of turn into a snowball you'll make progress I love that and I that that idea with action and fear because to me right whenever 
I'm imagining that feeling of fear and mm-hmm. like the hesitation it brings up and everything in those moments. And to me, yeah, it's, it's like the habitual response is to just freeze, right? When we feel right. fear, freeze or yes. run away. And I'm a freeze person, fight, flight, freeze. I am freeze. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm freeze or I flight. Like I, well, I have like an anxious avoidance style, right? So if it, whether it's fear or anxiety, like I'm either freezing or I'm avoiding, I'm running. And like, there is something so powerful though about taking action and right. Like this could be a minute step. Like you said, you did a test episode, right? Like, yeah, it won't even be like face the fear of like, Oh, just go ahead and freaking publish the podcast. It's like, no, like let's do a baby step. Like let's mm-hmm. do a baby action step. And like, just, you know, record one test episode or just put a couple hundred towards the loan or, yep. you know, whatever it is like, put I don't $5. know. Yeah. No, anything like, yes, make it into a habit even, right? Like whatever it is you have to do. And I don't know, I think it can also be that mindset of, you know, like all or nothing, right? We, we forget right. that you can take baby steps. Like you don't have to completely go from scared shitless to, not scared at all. Right. Like you, mm-hmm. you can still take action steps. You can still move forward and still feel that fear. Like that's natural. I'm sure yes. like you still sometimes, I don't know, maybe not, but I know I still sometimes get that like old inkling of like fear or limiting beliefs when I'm recording, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, like yeah, definitely. the stuff can still come up. It's not, it's not like eradicating it. I mean, maybe it does yeah. at times, but who knows? <laughs> I like that you said it's natural because I do think that, um, feeling that fear and having those, um, you know, sometimes anxious reactions and things. It is a natural feeling. You're trying to protect yourself. So I think it's not something necessarily to feel bad about for anyone um, who might be listening. It's just something that you got to keep working through. And then limiting beliefs. There's this book called Design Your Life. um, And I'm a graphic designer. So I think it's like a useful, I like that you can design your life, but they break things down into the areas of work, love, play, and health. And so I think that that's also a good framework to look at limiting beliefs through. Um, Take a moment and just write down maybe five limiting beliefs you might have in the area of work. Do you Mm. think that your voice doesn't matter at work? Are you afraid to um, ask for a raise? because you don't feel like you deserve it? Do you feel like you're spending too much time at work rather than spending time with your kids? I don't know. Like think about the different limiting beliefs you might have um, in those different areas of work, love, play, and health. Spend some time with it. I like that. And actually what I just thought of when you said that example right there is even when you do something like that and you're able to see it, you know, in front of you, I think it could even at sometimes a raise awareness moving forward, helping to identify these limiting beliefs or the fears. Yep. B, it could also show you how so many things in life are much more connected than we initially realized, right? And even those three examples you just threw out there could be connected in one way or another, where mm-hmm. you know you're afraid of to use your voice or to share your thoughts, ask whatever at work. And because of that, you know, like you're working too many hours and not asking for more time off, or you're not asking for the raise. And maybe it's like, you know, you would be happy working those hours if you had the raise or blah, blah, you know, whatever. Like there's so many ways things can connect and tie and sort of almost work off each other in life. But unless we really become aware of that, unless we raise the recognition around it, we're not going to see that. And then we can just, you know, find ourselves going in a lot of different directions. But, Mm -hmm. um, but I love that. And that's called design your life. Uh, you said the book? Yeah. Design your life. Okay. I'll have that linked below and I want to check it out myself, but it's good. Yeah. yeah. They have a class it. too that cool. you can take online. I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, well, I'd love to kind of sh shift gears a bit here, but you're also a promoter. I, and, I mean, it just seems this way from you as well of just like, to me, authentic living, right? Like you, that's a word that gets thrown around a lot, but right. you have just from listening to you on the podcast, I act as though I know you, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I mean, I kind of do, but, and just from this conversation in general, you seem, you do seem very authentic to me. Like I, it just feels like this is such a like in tune, energetically aligned, like in the moment present conversation. And I feel that a lot with people who just are authentically themselves. And I know you discuss this on the podcast as well. So I'd love to just have a little chat here about like, what does authenticity mean to you? Right. And I guess it could mean something different to everybody. It could, mm -hmm. people could show up differently in different ways, but uh, in regards to you and what it means to you and how you show up authentically, I'd love to just hear your thoughts, experience with it. Yeah. I feel like um, before moving to New York, I was very, it's not that I was being inauthentic or living inauthentically. I just wasn't allowing myself to be myself. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it felt more like I was in a shell um, than trying to, than being inauthentic. Cause I feel like if I'm acting inauthentic, that means acting unlike myself um, and like, presenting that loudly and fully but I feel more like I was just in a shell and not presenting anything at all mm. and so authenticity to me at this moment it could change tomorrow but at this moment I feel more like it's knowing who you are first you actually have to know who you are like and that's a thing that I feel like most people actually don't know mm -hmm. so one is knowing who you are and then two is allowing that to like radiate freely from you and there's still situations that I get into where I don't feel like I'm allowing myself to radiate freely sometimes I'm kind of like my own worst enemy and still living in my shell to protect myself but in spaces like this podcasting the podcast world I kind of see it as its own like little world mm -hmm. I don't know and I feel so free in podcast world. It's like my favorite place to be. Um, and I feel like here I am able to truly be myself, but I do think it's knowing who you are and allowing yourself to radiate freely. I love that. Well, I agree with podcast world. Like I say yeah. this all the time. I'm like, I feel like I'm not a different person, but I'm just, I'm one of my most authentic selves are experiencing that most like authentic self when I'm podcasting or on a podcast. Like I just, yeah. like people, when people enter my life, I'm always almost like wary of them to listen to the podcast until I get to spend some time with them. Cause I'm just like, you get a lot of me real fast. Yeah. <laughs> like you listen to one episode and you're like, wow, you know, you, you take, it's a lot to take in at sometimes even, that is um, true. But like, but in, in, in a good way too. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, it's just interesting, you know, how that happens, the magic of the mic, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I love that. And what you said even about, right, this isn't about saying you're inauthentic or authentic one way or another, but yeah, like just exploring that idea of what does authentic mean to you. And I feel similarly to you with that idea of like the shell, right? And yeah. it was like before when I was back home, it wasn't as though I was inauthentic, authentic, as you said, but yeah, I just... I hadn't really approached that area of my life yet. I wasn't diving deep and trying. I wasn't actively trying to know who am I? You know, mm -hmm. what do I believe in? What do I stand for? You know, what do I want to do with this life? Um, and so I think that's just like such a neat perspective to take with it. And 
I guess, have there been any times in your life when you did feel like, I don't even want to use the word inauthentic, but besides just living before, were there moments where you felt like maybe you had to put that shell back on or you had to sort of like, you know, dim your shine per se, because you just didn't feel like you could show up authentically? Yeah, I feel like one place that popped in my head while you were talking, first it was with my family, but I feel Mm. like with family, I still am in my shell because that's what they're used to, you know? And so I think it's harder to break out of your shell and like shine fully around people who are so used to seeing you in a certain light. Mm -hmm. Um, So I still kind of struggle with that one. But the workplace for sure is one where I feel like I have to dim myself sometimes. Not now because I found a job that I actually really love and they allow me to like truly be myself. Amen. We love. Yes. But I worked in the defense industry at one point and I did not match. There have been certain jobs that I've worked at where I just don't match. Like we don't, we don't fit as a pair. And in those situations, like code switching and I did have to pretend to be kind of someone who I wasn't to be accepted in those spaces and I quit Mm -hmm. I quit and I left and I ended up searching for a job that I really felt valued and heard and I've realized now if I have a job if a job seems like it won't allow me to you know grow and be the best version of myself or the most authentic version of myself I can't do it gas to go I love that and I guess in those moments, like back in those experiences and those jobs, how did that affect just your overall energy personality? Like, did you physically, emotionally just feel like a different person entirely as well? Like, did, or did you even see like the way it impacted, impacted like a relationship you were in? Um, I just, I feel like when you're right, like we so often forget the impact of our external environment. And if your external Mm -hmm. environment's making you feel one way, like it can lead to so many other things arising in your life I suppose you know it's crazy it's like it's it's such a norm mm-hmm. you know um being inauthentic is kind of the default yeah because growing up you kind of get programmed I don't like using that word but it's, it's the easiest one to access right now in my, mm-hmm. in my mind um you kind of get programmed to be not yourself you are trying to make other people happy and people please. And because you're carrying that people pleaser tendency along with you through adulthood, you don't even know who you are anymore. And it becomes the norm to just make other people happy to protect yourself, to um, get praise for all of these different reasons. And so, because it was the norm for me to, not be myself because I also didn't know myself Mm -hmm. it was more just like going through the motions which is really unfortunate but now that I've accessed this um authenticity and this version of myself it's freeing it's like you don't realize that there's freedom because you haven't accessed it But then once you access it, you're like, oh, I've been missing this the whole time. Like, you don't know what you're missing when you're there. Just so, so damn true. And I'm just thinking of all the ways 
all the other things in life that resonates with, you know, and I know a lot of the things we talk about on the show are diet cultures, you know, like disordered Mm. eating, mental health struggles, all these things where, you know, like we're almost being held captive by some, something, right. Like an obsession an addiction, a disorder, um, you know, like a, a struggle, a health condition, whatever. And you don't realize the thick depth of it until you're out of it, until you're free. Right. Like you don't realize you're sinking in the sink, sinking sand, <laughs> whatever. The, I'm yeah. trying to think of the word here. Um, Quick sand, sinking <laughs> sand. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Long day people. Um, but yeah, you don't even realize you're sinking until suddenly like your head pops free, you know, and like you're Man. Free. like, I, I just love what you just said there. And that's, I don't know. That's just so empowering, right? Like you want to reach that place where you just mm-hmm. feel that freedom, that like just realization of what was and what now is, I suppose. Yeah. Like now I'm so present mm-hmm. and I do feel free, but I feel free because I'm so present and aware of like myself, my surroundings, even my voice. Now I was walking down the hall earlier and I was like, this, like, this is me and this is my voice. I didn't know her before mm. and I didn't speak from here before, but now I've found my actual soul's voice. Like, hello, Lauren, where you been? You know? <laughs> yes. Oh, I love this. I swear there is something about like going back to podcasts, like that entire thing. Yeah. My, like my, my voice has changed to represent like this new, yes! not even new, but like this awoke, this book woken up empowered version of me that I've become. And I love that you just said that. Cause I've never like talked with anybody else that kind of felt that shift. Yeah. Happen. Except like Krista and Lindsay on almost 30 have talked about that before, but like, mm-hmm. I wasn't until the last few months that I had that like recognition of like, wow, my voice, I, yeah. like, me, my voice. And so I love that you said that. Oh, this is perfect. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is very like, we speak from so many different places. Mm-hmm. When you have an anxious voice, it's like shallow breath, you know? Yeah. Um, when you have an excited voice, sometimes it's like high pitch. Or when you're trying to people please, sometimes that's high pitch. Like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. You know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to your voice now, people, and see like what vibe you're giving. Um, when you have a sad voice or a depressed voice, you might be like, yeah, sure. But your empowered voice and your soul's voice, it's like from this, it's like, it's rich. Yes. It's like Mm. silky and velvety. And it comes from, I feel like it's from my entire body. Well, like my throat to under my belly button, but that entire space is filled with like something. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I, so this is what I always relate that to is like, sometimes we speak from our head and sometimes we speak from our heart and sometimes you're speaking from right like external influence but when you're speaking in that fully embodied form it's like you're drawing from right like all these centers like when you're in that like authentic empowered form and I it's so I I have my one manager at work he's I'm very I have a very I can have a very impassive face and not show what I'm feeling yeah he is toned in on all my voice codes (laughs) And so he'll ask me a question and just based off the way I answer, most people just kind of breeze past yeah. it. He's gotten it down and he just knows exactly what my vo- mood. My That's vibe how my is. boss is too. Right? I'm like, can you stop? <laughs> I'm like, stop reading me. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know me too well. Like, stop. And stop I'm trying it. to, I'm trying to get her to like, she'll be like, are you excited for blah, blah, blah? Like, I'm so excited. It's great. And I'm going to, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's cool. 
like I want to I just want to keep moving and she's yeah. like you're not you're not excited I'm like stop reading me yeah it's like I'm busy right now yeah yeah like stop <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's it's so true. And I it's just yeah, it's just such a fun thing to think about and ponder, you know, like these little mm-hmm. things that can actually have a lot of impact or just teach you a lot about yourself. So yeah, uh, it's huge. It's it's big. Um, but yeah, so I guess just to sort of like wrap things up here, I'd love to know, like, just to put it out there, do you have any just like kind of visions or like things you'd want to see in the next few months unfold, whether that's just like in your life or with the podcast or with your own personal sort of like evolution growth, uh, just something that sort of brings that like spark of excitement or change or whatever word you'd want to fill in the blank there with. I love that question. I'll probably ask people that more now. Yes. That's a great one. I think the thing that excites me the most right now about something in the future, I really want to create like a show. Mm. Um, And so this idea has been in my mind for like a couple months, not even a couple, more than a couple months. And usually when I have an idea that lasts for a while, that means I'm supposed to do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm about to kind of still, it's still kind of podcasty, but record interviews with women, probably without a mic. Um, okay. I'll have my Oprah moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be that kind of vibe, like Jada Pickett, red table talk kind of vibes. I love. Yeah. I'm excited. I have a name for it and everything. And I just have <sighs> to figure out how to actually do it. Yeah. Now, something that I've come up on is like, I need to start asking for help more because mm-hmm. I have so many ideas and so many things I want to do, but I'd be tired <laughs> and I need help. So right. I just got to figure out how to do it and who can help me. I feel that I, I've had similar, like I have this idea that's been floating with me for a while now and I, I really want to in, initiate it, but I was talking with my friend and my therapist two separate times. And, you know, the big thing that always came up at the end of this conversation was like, yeah, but I'm like, you're going to need to accept help if you want to do that, <laughs> you know, yes. like you've got to, or you've got to shift things priority wise, because right now, you know, like your plate's a bit full. And I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. this is true. But I love, yeah, like you said, when those things kind of stick with you and even just holding that vision, like letting, feeling into it, kind of like following the tugs and pulls. And I know I'm personally very excited to see however you pull it off, however you bring it about into the world, it will be phenomenal. Thank you. Yes. yes. I'm excited. (laughs) I love that. Well, where can people connect, learn more? Uh, You're just truly just such an perfectly phenomenal woman. So I'd love for everybody to find you. Yes. uh, You're welcome to check me out on iTunes, on Spotify, Imperfectly Phenomenal Woman podcast, um, interviewing women about their limiting beliefs, and also on Insta, Twitter, my website, ipwomanpodcast.com, minus the .com for Insta and Twitter, ipwomanpodcast. And yeah, feel free to shoot me a DM. Perfect. Thank you so much. Of course. Thanks for having me.